0: I concur with the thoughts of Brother Jim in his opening that the Sunday school hour has been a a blessing. It would have been fine with me to just let it go till noon. But we want to look yet into the word and I'm going to want to invite you to the 8th chapter of the book of Luke. We referenced a couple of verses in this very chapter. I think Friday evening we're not going there at this time. But uh, in fact, I wasn't. It had even slipped my mind that uh, that I was going to the same chapter uh, for this message. Um, in this chapter, there's there's a variety of of Lessons and it's kind of marked out in in my Bible as as different paragraphs and so in this Bible in in this chapter um, we see the the parable of the sower given and then that that same parable uh, Jesus explains it what it means and and that and and then um, we also find the story where the the demoniac of Gadara is is healed and and then we come to another story two more stories actually i find this interesting and i want to i want to begin reading actually at verse at verse 41 and i find this i find this interesting because this at beginning at verse 41 it starts to talk about this man Jairus and we know that his his daughter is sick and he's come to jesus so let's let's begin here at verse 41 and behold there came a man named jairus and he was a ruler of the synagogue and he fell down at jesus feet and besought him that he would come into his house for he had one only daughter about 12 years about 12 years of age and she lay a dying but as he went the people thronged him now what I find interesting is right here in the middle of this story something, another story is inserted here. And and this story about Jairus and his daughter suddenly is on hold. And, and so we're even going to put Jairus and his daughter on hold because our focus today is on this insertion into the story of Jairus and his daughter, and this will be our our focus today. And as I as I thought about the messages uh, just this morning, I was thinking about um, Friday evening and probably Saturday morning. Um, maybe the the central focus of of those messages was probably um, more on the. The figure of of God the Father, and obviously last night's service, the focus was was primarily on that of God the Son, Jesus Christ, and and in today's our thoughts today, uh, we we are once again holding as our as our focal point today is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house, but it says uh, that there were people thronging him. There was a a mass of people around Jesus. And so I want to begin, pick up reading again here at verse 43. And a woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living, "...upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garments, and immediately her issue of blood was staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? It was as if Peter was saying, There could have been a dozen touch you. I mean, how are we supposed to see what's happening here? But Jesus knew something that they, Jesus knew a lot that they didn't know. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And how she was healed immediately, and he said unto her daughter, "Be of good comfort; thy faith hath made thee whole." Go in peace. What a story! Um, and so this morning I I want to look at this story, and I've I've got the other uh, two accounts in in Matthew and and Mark. I've got them. Uh, marked in my Bible too, and I'm going to be flipping back and forth. They're pretty much the same, but there's, there's a couple of things in the other accounts that I want to bring out. But as we think about um, this woman in this story today, and as we think about the importance of Jesus in her life, and we apply that, us today, to you, to me, the importance of Jesus in our life, um, I just hope that it can challenge us. I want to look at, at maybe four different things in this story concerning this woman. First of all, her de- her desperation, her desperate con- condition or situation that she was in, her determination, her deliverance, and finally, her declaration. Starting with the first verse that we read here, verse 43, concerning uh, this story. A woman that had been plagued with this disease, this issue of blood, for 12 years. Here was a woman that her, her, her situation was, was desperate. And, and she, as far as man was concerned, she had an incurable disease. And, and she was, she had spent, it says she had spent all her living. So she was broke. And she was, she was literally slowly and possibly painfully dying. And she'd done everything she could. Would you consider it, that in your own life that that would be a desperate situation? She was desperate also, I think, or or probably had a a feeling of of desperation or hopelessness in that she was also uh, ceremonially unclean. She was, uh, for the most part, or in many cases anyway, she was quarantined from society. I probably should have... Used a different word than that. that word quarantine' is one that we've used more in the last year than we probably have in our lifetimes. but she she was separated. and if you go back and, and read through some of the the Levitical law concerning cases that that this woman would have would have fallen under, uh, she was she was banned from certain places. I, I, I believe she was not even allowed into the temple. And so her spiritual life was was struggling, I believe. And and I believe that she did find herself in a desperate situation. There was nothing that man could do. And somehow, somewhere along the the way, she must have heard of this man Jesus. I guess as as I look at society today, as I look at, my own life even, as I was born into this world, as each one of us were born into this world, we inherited we inherited a sin nature. We, we were born into a desperate situation. Not that we were accountable for that as, as babies and infants, but there reaches a time where regardless of, of what we do outside of Christ, we find ourselves in a hopeless and a Christless and a lost in a desperate situation. And there is nothing that man can do to fix that problem. There is no money. There is no bank account in this world with enough money in it to fix that problem. And, and so, as Christians, as believers today on this side of salvation, we already know that there, there was only one that could address that desperation in in our lives as well and his name is jesus so this woman was desperate she was physically desperate she was financially desperate she was spiritually desperate and really she shows her her story shows a picture of of all people how desperate we at one time were until we found Christ then I I guess one of the more incredible things of this story to me anyway is this woman's determination she had heard of Jesus and and in thinking about this and and determination my mind also went and this is just a, a bunny trail I guess but it went to, to uh, the blind man Bartimaeus when he heard that Jesus was around. He cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what happened in that story? The, the people around him tried to hush him up. He said, just be quiet. He doesn't have time for you. But he cried out the more. He says, Jesus, have mercy on me. He was a determined person. and And... And his his determination paid off, and so did this woman. Uh, this woman had had a determination, and in this passage that we read, it says she just came behind him, behind Jesus, and she she touched his clothes. I want to read the other two accounts as well. Uh, the one in in Mark, Mark chapter six, verse twenty eight says, "For she said." Or probably she reasoned in her mind. She thought in her mind. If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. That's quite a demonstration of faith right there. And and again, I could go off on another bunny trail concerning the life of Jesus when he was on this earth and the power of the faith of people in their healing. Jesus was the great physician. Jesus was one that actually did the healing in so many of those cases. but before Jesus left that those various incidences of miracles of healing, what did Jesus often say? "Your faith has saved you." Faith is a powerful thing that seems like sometimes it's hard to understand, but it's powerful, and it's amazing to me that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords the, the greatest physician who healed all of these people and yet he wanted to emphasize to them the value of their faith. He says, it's your faith that healed you. And and I really believe that in most and maybe all of those cases, had there been a lack of faith, had there been no faith, perhaps he wouldn't have reached out and, and touched that person in healing. And it wasn't always even the individual that was healed. It wasn't always their faith. He he healed people on someone else's faith. That's wonderful. But this woman was determined. She She said, if I can just but touch his clothes. And the account in Matthew in chapter 9 basically says the same thing. Verse 21 says, For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And that knowledge or that faith, that faith that she had gave her a determination that she was going to go to Jesus. She was going to touch Jesus. I, As I thought about this, I wondered, what were some of the things that could have discouraged this woman and just maybe caused her to stay home? Maybe she could have thought, well, there's just a mass of people around him. I can never get to him anyway. It's not worth it. I might as well not even try. Maybe she had even heard through the grapevine of some of the other accounts of, of people's healing. And she had heard of the attitudes maybe of some of the disciples. You know, the disciples and the some of the other people around there, I don't know who all would have included but when, when certain people came and tried to, to cry out to Jesus, they would try to hush them. They'd say, just be still. He's busy. He doesn't have time for you. That could have been a, a, a temptation of or, or a discouragement to this woman as well. Maybe the importance of his mission. I don't know if she knew that he was actually on his way to Jairus' house at this time or not. I don't know. But she could have, you know, the mind can do strange things when we start trying to Reason something in our mind and and Satan gets to running away with that. He could have said to her he's on to hes he's an important man, and so he's on a mission that's far above your value, and maybe she could have just stayed home, maybe even her appearance I don't know she was out of money she probably maybe she was kind of ratty and tattered looking She had been dealing with this disease for 12 years. She was probably pale and peaked and and really not too exciting to look at. And she could have said, I'm just not worth it. I'll just stay home. Maybe some of these same things can discourage you and me from going to Jesus, for reaching out to Jesus in in times of discouragement or maybe even if we've never known him as savior maybe we can satan is is tempting us with some of these things well i'm just not important enough for christ to care about me there's too many people around maybe sometimes we even think well the good christians the ones that that never mess up the ones that don't really need jesus which is a deception in itself because we all need Jesus. But maybe those that that have never failed, those that that just are the movers and the shakers around society in our society and and they'll they'll make fun of me. They'll try to hush me up like the like the people did in Jesus time. Maybe we just think well he's he's too busy for the likes of me. I'm a nobody and I don't matter to God. And some of that thought was uh, shared in the Sunday school lesson concerning our gifts. Well, I only have the gift of encouragement and that's all I have. And so I'm just not worth much. Those are lies. And uh, that's not how the Jesus that we hold before us, that's not how he thinks. One thing that impresses me about this story, because sometimes we we hear about uh, even in some of the miracles how Jesus Jesus touched people that he that Jesus did the touching. I find this interesting that this woman was was bent on worming her way up through this crowd of people and touching Jesus, even just his garments. And I, I want to draw some kind of a, a lesson from that. Not, that. not that Jesus doesn't reach out and touch us. Not that Jesus doesn't long to, to to be the one to touch us with healing, whether it's spiritually or whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whatever. It's not that Jesus doesn't want to do that. But I, I think there's a lesson we can take from the fact that this woman says, if I can just touch him. You know, in, in John, and in John chapter 6, verse 44, these are Jesus' words, and he says, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. Let's hold that thought. No man, Jesus said, no man can come to me Except the, the Father or, or the, the Holy Spirit, draw him. Keep that thought. And then if you remember in, in Revelation, the third chapter, after Jesus had written his letter, his letters to the, the churches, there's something that I find interesting here that I think ties in. And it's where Jesus says in verse 20 of chapter 3 in Revelations, He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus didn't even need doors to be opened to go through them. Jesus doesn't need us to, to open a door that He might touch us. He doesn't need that. But He says, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open that door... I will come in unto him. You see, and, and we we referenced maybe this thought a little bit earlier uh, this weekend, but but I believe sometimes it's it's accurate to say that Jesus helps those who help themselves. Jesus is longing to to touch us with that touch of healing, whatever it may be. But the the picture that that this woman here brings, I think is is good for us in that it can encourage us that sometimes we need to take a step. We need to reach out in faith as she had. We need to have a determination that if we know there's some area in our lives that we need to address with Jesus, we need to not just sit in our little home, whatever that may be, in the home of our heart or where, however you want to apply it. We, can't, we do not need to just sit there and think that it's, it's of no use. Jesus may be out there knocking and, and des- desperately wanting to reach in and touch that spot, touch that part in our heart and give us healing. But he may be waiting on us as well to reach out to him. The woman's determination. I think that's amazing. I guess as we reach the the pinnacle or the culmination, the the climax, the grand finale of this this woman, this story, we'd li- I'd like to look at her deliverance. And here in in Luke's account that we already read, we find that in verses forty five. And 46, where it says, and Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. I I find that interesting. I wish someone would explain that more clearly to me. But verse 47 says, uh, and, and when she saw, I think it was 45, Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? This woman received this virtue that had gone out, this healing, and even though it's, it focuses on Jesus when at, at this point, it focuses on Jesus. Jesus said, who touched me? And they look at Jesus and they said, all these people around you're asking who touched you. I wonder, though, what at that immediate moment, even before she, she came forward and said it was her and, and, and testified of the things that had taken place uh, with her and why she came there. I wonder before all of that, what must she have been feeling? I believe at the moment she touched the garment of Jesus, I think she experienced something too. In fact, something I, you know, I don't know, but I picture this woman so timid, so defeated, so demoralized after 12 years of this, That probably the last thing in the world she thought she could do is say anything publicly, say anything out loud. But something happened when she touched Jesus. And for us today, something happens when we touch Jesus. She was delivered. And another thing, through her deliverance, I'm going to jump over um, a part of our thought here down to verse 48 where Jesus says unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace. And if you would look at the other two accounts in Matthew and Mark as well, in both of those, Jesus refers to this woman as daughter. And at one time I, I... looked at when I did some study on this specific thing. there are those that, that have studied this out and, and don't you know don't hold me to this, but I believe this is possibly the only place where Jesus directly called a woman daughter. What a you know what a, what a blessing, what a a privilege to to have the master, call her daughter after what she had been through. It showed not only a, a physical healing, it showed that she was recognized by Jesus as a part of the, the Christian family. That she had also received spiritual healing, I believe. It said, daughter, be of good courage. Well, I want to look yet at the, the woman's declaration what she declared, and that's verse 47. It says, when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. When Jesus said, who touched me? Why would an omniscient God ask a question like that? Did God not know who touched him? I think Jesus knew who touched him. I don't know. One thing that comes to my mind is that Jesus maybe wanted to get everyone's attention because he knew there was a testimony coming. And it says that when this woman, she realized she couldn't hide anymore, and really, I, I don't know, her, her attitude here, at least in, in, in my perception of this story, her attitude maybe has reached a point where she wasn't all that timid or, or determined to to stay hidden anymore. In, in fact, one thing I guess I had missed earlier is, in her condition, I don't know if she really even should have been in this crowd of people if she would have been allowed to be in this crowd of people i i don't know but another illustration or another point that would touch on her determination to uh, to forego that that quarantine that order of 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 staying away in order to touch jesus but anyway she came and it says, she falling, falling down before him, she declared unto him before all. And I, I guess Brother Lonnie in, in the morning worship challenged us about sharing our testimony. And uh, I thought of that as, as I was thinking of this, this lesson today. We have a testimony if we've touched Jesus, if Jesus has has touched us and and healed us, we have a testimony as well. And uh, this lady's testimony was not only heard then, but we have it recorded that it's still heard today. And and I praise God for that. I guess in, in... conclusion, a few thoughts in conclusion, and maybe while I share these, there are a couple of the brethren have a song sheet that they're going to hand out. I'll have them hand that out now that I want to sing as we as we conclude uh, this, this message. But uh, just some thoughts in conclusion as they would hand, hand those out. That uh, a person without Jesus is in a desperate situation. A person with determination, though, can find Jesus. And a person who finds Jesus will indeed find deliverance, will find victory, will find healing. And on the spiritual side, for sure, a sinner who finds deliverance should not be able to contain himself. We should not be able to contain ourselves from declaring that deliverance. This woman, you know, she had spent everything she had. She had tried everything the world had, and the world couldn't heal her. But she knew Jesus could. This song that I want to sing is titled Take the World, But Give Me Jesus. There's a lot of things in the world that we hold as important, and and I guess as far as our physical lives go, as far as our our need uh, to be able to exist in life, there are a lot of things that are important in this world. But in in the eternal view, in light of eternity... In light of the, the condition of our soul before God, there's nothing in the world that can put our hearts right with God. It's only Jesus. Take the world, but give me Jesus.